You mean the fact that Kenny Omega is basically vo- providing the voice for the character that looks exactly like Cody Rhodes in the new Street Fighter? <laughs> yeah, because the minute like someone posted it and I saw it, I'm like, oh my god, it's Cody. The guy's named Cody. He looks like Cody. It's Kenny. Shit. Okay. Yeah. You know the guy. Uh, the guy on the phone is Xavier Woods too, right? So it's Xavier Woods oh. calling Kenny Omega and just being like, hello, you gonna get fucked up. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love those boys. Those fight game boys. <laughs> oh my god, if we ever have a spinoff, it could be hosted by Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods and be called Fight Game Boys. <laughs> or just Game Boys with a Z. Yeah, that's gonna be mm, that's gonna be the name of our next Twitch stream that we do whenever we just play fighting games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, I think I think their running gag on their show is they constantly try to get followed by Shigeru Miyamoto on Twitter. <laughs> Shigeru Watch twenty eighteen. Um. So if we get Miyamoto to follow them, you think they can get Dustin to follow us? <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm one of your hosts. I am the Shillmaster 5000 himself, Scott E. Moore. And I'm Blake Tanner, Plaid Man Planet, Fight <laughs> Boy, good guy, wear hats, hello. The Plaid Man Planet, which sounds like the greatest space adventure to go on ever. Well, actually, you've got to get your five powers together. Um, stripes, diagonal stripes, uh, color one, color two, and color three. Yeah. To make Captain Plaid Hat. By our powers combined, we become Captain... Damn it. Dylan's not been here for, what, two minutes, and we've already gone off the rails to Captain Plaid Hat. So I like it. Yeah, I like it. So, can we just agree that there's something kind of fucked up about the fact that anytime they bring in a Mexican heel to the main roster, their first move is to have them beat up anyone else who's Mexican on the roster? (laughs) I don't get it, because apparently they did something with Andre where, like, Sin Cara came up and he's just like... Oh, where he just stonewalled him? Yeah, so bad for Sin Cara. <laughs> I haven't felt bad for Sin Cara in years. I haven't felt bad for Sin Cara since he broke his finger doing that one dive. That and was it... the other Sin Cara that nobody feels bad about. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, like, because I remember they did the same thing with Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio, his first day, I think he beat the shit out of Rey Mysterio and called him Perro over and over again. And now Andre's going up against Sin Cara. And I'm like, yeah, you guys know there's a different way to build a Mexican heel, right? Yeah, I'm going to have to stop you right here because uh, oh. I just saw what you mentioned a couple, like, right before the show started. And you just said the word Lana. And I was like, I wonder what that means. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching the video right now. Oh, the Lana dance off? 
Uh-huh. They had to be very careful with the camera angles, I think, for Lana. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm, getting, I'm getting real like Lana in the in the hay bale vibes on this one. Lana is and, the best! Lana number one. And I hate that like I am driving into like these deep instinctual impulses of myself, but Damn. <laughs> oh, man. No, in all honesty, why I brought it up wasn't even the dancing part. I mean, I'm down with it. She's I'm... also very good, by the way. Yeah, I love Lana's dancing. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but an NXT show I went to in, when I was still in Florida was when Lana was like basically working in developmental to try to get to where she is now. Mm-hmm. And she had, like, this weird New York City dancer kind of stripper gimmick, like a hip-hop dancer. And that was the moment I realized I loved Lana. I was like, oh my god, she's so good at this! Like, her isolations are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it from us, the hip-hop dance boys themselves, the BS. Look, I did experimental theater. I know a thing or two (laughs) about isolations. But no, uh, the reason why I brought it up is I don't... I really loved the attack at the end because like it was it wasn't just like Lana no. punched her in the face it was just Lana was like all right back to back pose and neck breaker bam that was very good Lana is one of those people where like I actively want to see her improve more than anything else in that ring like, yeah, I really enjoy Lana's work and I just need her to also I mean she's got great taste in men Yes, she damn right. She's got that Rusev. Like, oh, did you see? I just noticed in the background, Rusev is on his phone videoing the whole thing when <laughs> yeah. she's dancing. Yeah, that, that's a proud husband right there. Damn right. Dude, there are times, like, I know this has happened to me in real life outside of professional wrestling where I'll see a couple get together and not be mad because i'm just like she's a very attractive woman but i like him as a dude and they belong together that's how i am with lana and rusev i'm just like damn she's fine and he is a respectable human male and i think they deserve each other he's a good hey he is also a, a hefty hefty boy and that is nothing to sneeze at in the fine department he is a I hefty mean, boy them quads Rusev quads. The pecs of Rusev. It's not easy to pull off a barrel chest, but Rusev does it. Mm, Rusev is all barrel. (laughs) I do love how this started off with damn Lana so high and it ends with, man, I'd fuck Rusev probably. (laughs) I'd take him down to Pound Town. I don't care. Oh no, he would take us. (laughs) At the same time. We would have no choice. He would machka quite quickly. Um... (laughs) Now spe- speaking of the Majka. Yeah. Now speaking of relationships, I'm glad ended. Big Cass returned and oh man, I don't think I've ever been sadder that an injury was cleared so quickly. Because Isn't he injured again? No, 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 no. He got injured again. They took him off TV for a while and then ba- okay. You know how CM the CM Punk situation kind of led to Daniel Bryan getting that big ascension to the title? Mm-hmm. That got awkwardly like reminiscent because Big Cass gets injured, so therefore Daniel Bryan's <laughs> opponent is gone. So now 
Instead, Daniel Bryan has like these amazing matches on Raw. He's got, or on SmackDown, he's got a good match with Samoa Joe coming out. He's going to qualify for Money in the Bank. All of this. And then Big Cass returns instead. And is like, yeah, no, actually, fuck you. Actually, fuck you. And I was like, damn it. I want Daniel to win Money in the Bank again. Yes. Dan- Danny, please. Dan- Danny, Danny please. Danny B. Danny B, please. I would, I will say that like I am so amazed how Brian has not lost a step. Oh yeah, dude, Brian has. Well, he did publicly say I don't know if it was this week or last week that he's not on the Miz's level, and I didn't read it. Yeah. But fuck, that's some, that's a lot coming from Daniel Bryan to be like yeah. Miz is amazing. I feel like though, if there's anybody that's hard on himself, like. The hard, the wrestler that's the hardest on himself is Daniel Bryan. No, I heard Ch- I heard Chuck Taylor is actually pretty hard on himself as well. And well, Chuck Taylor's just always hard on. Chuck Taylor's got that mean hard on for all times. Um, although Miz has improved so vastly, like over I, his time since yeah. Bryan got injured. Yeah, dude, I've always loved Miz. Miz has always oh. been one of my boys. I'm like, yes, I remember. And this is not a joke. Now, hold on. Okay. I do remember a certain point in time when a certain multimedia superstar was going to return, and the text that I got was, it's going to be Miz. Oh, it's going to be fucking Miz. Oh, shit, it's Miz. No, no, no. You read that in the wrong tone, Blake, because they, it was a multimedia star is going to return, and my reaction was, oh, it's Miz! Oh, fuck, it's Miz! Oh, shit, Miz! <laughs> oh, it's okay, we can rewrite history. Yeah, yeah, but, well, no, because I was just, because it was going to be, Ro- it's obviously Rocky returning, but also, it was just yeah. like, but also Miz. No, I thought it was Jericho that night. Was it? It was one of the two. I think it was Jericho. I don't know. Because if it was Rock, it was during the very, very, probably my favorite promo to ever happen, including CM Punk's pipe bomb promo, which is where The Rock <laughs> drives up in a fucking truck, gets out, and he just tries to get Miz to bark his car and then starts talking shit to everyone backstage before he walks out to the ring. <laughs> hey. You all right? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! What's up, Big Show? What? How you doing, man? Hey, hey, hey! You all right? That I think that was the night that he one of the. Hmm, I can't remember who he who he promoted against that night. It may have been Rusev. No, no, it was New Day. Uh, oh, because yeah. no, he got to Rusev in the back because yeah. he started hitting on Lana, and Lana started corpsing in the middle of the segment. Because that's how charming The Rock is, is he almost just stole Rusev's bitch in the middle of a scripted promo. Now, while we got a call, we were just doing nothing but complimenting Lana. And it's like, yeah, he's trying to steal his bitch. No, no, I mean, if, look, if I was The Rock, I would try to steal that bitch. Oh, man. <laughs> that's what I mean. the same thing. Trying to steal that bitch. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of speaking of big show by the way i think they finally found the um the women's division version of big show and it's nia Jax. oh yeah because she's turning on a dime yeah because she was just like 
After so many months, I finally got to get my revenge on Alexa Bliss. But wait, now Ronda Rousey? Uh-uh, come here, bitch. I'm gonna take your ass down. And I'm like, okay, well, now it's just clearly, clearly Nia is going to get her ass beat by Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Which, by the yeah. way, that promo, I don't, it, no, this was last week's promo. It wasn't this week's. I just loved Ronda looking at Nia's arm like some sort of medieval knight looking at a dragon and just being like, I'm going to take your arm. And I'm like, fuck, that's actually, yeah. I, oh. I, I know she's just talking shit, but that's genuinely terrifying. And I'm afraid that Ronda Rousey is going to rip Nia Jax's arm off of her. Oh, well, I, by the way that you said it, I thought, oh, I'm going to take your arm. Oh, no, I'm not just going to put it in the arm bar. I'm going to take it. It will be mine. I will put it on my mantle next to that title. I'm going to take your hand in marriage. I love you. What? This took a very weird turn. Marry me, Naya. I'm going to take your title and also your hand in marriage if you'll have me. Get down on one knee. Aren't you already married, Rhonda? Yes, but we can work around that. That's fine. So, uh, I finally watched NXT, and by watched NXT, I mean watched the two-minute clips they upload to YouTube, and the Johnny Gargano Tomasa Ciampa situation has got some of the weird... It's getting into WWE booking territory and not Mm -hmm. NXT booking territory, because I don't know. I don't think Candice needs to be wrestling in the women's division of NXT. She does not need to be playing second fiddle to Johnny Gargano in this feud. No, that's fair. And that is that is a thing that WWE has had a problem with for a long time. It's like mm-hmm. when your valet is also a wrestler yeah. and a very damn good wrestler at that, you don't want to waste them. Yeah. Dude, I will say this purely, and I love Johnny Gargano more than anything in this world, but I, Candice LeRae, uh uh-uh. Candice LeRae is so much better than Johnny. Like, I want Johnny to be Candice's valet. I want it to be a Maria and Mike Kanellis situation. I would like it if they could be able to do both. Right? Like, it's such, it doesn't seem like such a hard concept to fulfill. Mm -hmm. It's like, they don't have to be two separate entities yeah well i think the situation is the fact that they're trying to play up how dangerous the feud is getting by like oh now his wife's interfering and his wife's doing this i'm like let his wife wrestle like i understand Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. she could come out and be like i don't really agree with what's happening between you and champa also i have a match later tonight where i will whoop ass but as will be as will whooped but no, instead she's kind of play, she's playing the Maria in the Kane Zack Ryder feud. Yeah, and I'm God. not a fan of that. Also, like they had I hate a that comparison because it's kind of right. Yeah. Also, did you watch anything from this week's? Because apparently, I saw a backstage interview with EC3 where EC3 is talking about how Johnny Gargano ruined his match. I'm like, wait a minute, isn't Johnny in the huge Champa feud? Why the fuck did he interfere in EC3's match? Then I watched the video, and this is the level of interference, is EC3 has, I can't remember who he was fighting, has him on the outside, is beating him down, and then Gargano just runs through the crowd, walks up to the announce table, grabs a microphone, and just goes, this is a signed contract for Ciampa versus Gargano 2 at 
NXT TakeOver Chicago. Puts down microphone and then leaves. And I'm like, okay. okay. That's not really an interference, but also, hey, Johnny, could have waited a couple minutes. Johnny, you could have just done, like, Johnny, you're not fired, I don't think. You could have just walked, you could have went to Mr. Regal and been like, excuse me, sir. I'd like to go talk a bit, please. But no, instead, he's just like, I'm going to go and talk to people in the middle of this match. Okay. Okay, I guess that's what you, what we're doing now. Well, good good for you, I guess. Um, yeah. They're, fi- they're fighting over there, so could you please get the fuck out? If you could not do this right now, that would actually be best for me. That would be really good, actually. Did, now, did you see the... Uh, hey, guys, it's me, Mauro Ranallo. This is my talking voice. <laughs> this is me, Mauro Ranallo. Mamma mia, am I right? Anyways. Oh, did you see the list of the, like, I think this was 2012, the NXT, like, wish list, essentially? Oh, was it, like, one of, um, who was it that wrote the list that they wanted for NXT, and it, like, half of them were signed later by wwe oh are you talking about rob naylor because that's what i'm reading from right now yeah well no i don't think he wrote this this is stuff that they just gave him in nxt like uh they asked him what promotions to look for he said pwg dragon gate ring of honor chikara evolve but my favorite is like going down the list uh l okay we'll just say people who've been signed el generico adam cole ricochet prince devitt Carl Anderson. Uh, Wait, when did El Generico get signed? Oh, sorry. He actually did get signed right before yeah. he died. Oh, because I love running jokes into the ground even further than they've been run. I don't know. The El Generico one's pretty good because that's <laughs> that, that's not a joke. That's actually just the truth. It's called. It is. Kayfabe, motherfucker. Kayfabe. A man, a man is dead. A man, a man is dead. Uh, Samurai Del Sol, who became Kalisto, Uha Nation, Champa, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. Uh, and I think that's it off of this list. And I, I can't remember. I think it was watching Wrestle Talk. And they were talking. No, no, it was. Um, shit. What's the big one? The big wrestle one. The big wrestle video company wwe yes exactly no what it was what culture and what culture just started talking shit on kalisto they're like the first person they got off of this was samurai del sol are you kidding me kalisto's the first person you go to and i'm like hey fuck off kalisto's awesome just because like they watered him down don't mean he ain't awesome i know right i just like going down this list and seeing the problematic ones like jay and mark briscoe Mm, that'd be hard that's a hard sell yeah it, it used to be oh i could easily see them in wwe now i'm like mm, no don't put mm. them there uh no. K- kenny was on the list also known as cody from street fighter <laughs> cody from street fighter was on the list at number six um uh-huh. let's see alex shelley in next to it in brackets it just says free of tna <laughs> and i don't know what that means that sounds like a like a Matt Hardy promo. After so many years, brother brother Alex, I knew you'd be free of the TNA. Uh, Christina oh. Von Erie, uh, Colt Cabana, which oh, 
one year later, they were like, people to sue in 2013. Uh, Cole Cabana, CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, the that started recently. Yeah, yeah, they finally started that again. Uh, the Bravado <laughs> Brothers were on this list, too. They haven't been doing a lot. Or at least I haven't been paying attention. Uh, I haven't noticed them. Yeah, ACH, Tyson Ducks, and Josh Alexander, who I don't know who Josh Alexander is. So let me just quickly do a Google of who the fuck this man is. Oh, he's an American singer and songwriter, best known for his collaborations with Billy Steinberg. Wait, I don't think this is the right guy. Let's see. Josh Alexander, wrestler. Who is this? You know, reading this list, Mm -hmm. it made me wonder, at what point was it that WWE just said, fuck it, we're not even going to bother with giving them new names? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. He's the guy who was in Monster Mafia with Ethan Page. All right. I mean, that probably don't help most people, but Mm -hmm. I know just enough to be like, oh, it's that guy. Because, like, back in the day, like, the biggest, like, surprise was that Kevin Owens kept his first name. He was still Kevin. Oh, my God. He got to be Kevin. His last name is now Owens, but whatever, I guess. at least he got to choose it and yeah. after his son, so whatever, and yeah. his favorite wrestler. Do you remember uh, the fucking scathing article I wrote for one of my classes in college all about independent pro wrestling and how WWE fucks it up? I was ultimate smark that year. Like, I promoted for the class, like, look, this is Colt Cabana, a talented individual, and they called him Scotty Goldsman, and they gave him this horrible gimmick, and they're all staring at me like, dude, shut up, we don't, this is sports and society, and you're barely, barely crossing the line with this, okay? Yeah, I mean, the word sports is in the genre. Yeah, you know, like my favorite genre, sports, entertainment, television, movies. Okay, wait, hold on. Sports has been diluted a bit there, I think. Oh man, but you, but you know what's never been diluted, Blake? I was gonna, I was just gonna yell like in a deep voice, "My dick!" <laughs> I guess I did it. So okay, well you did it, Blake's dick, and also uh, we've never diluted our love for our fans. And our patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash a load of BS is where you can go support the fight boys. And you can support a load of BS. And you can support Opposite Attractions, Fun Fiction, all of the BS Network programs. And it every single little bit goes to help us out. It's fantastic. And if you guys finally donate enough, I'll actually be able to pay off Blake and Dylan for doing this show. Oh, and he has racked up quite the debt. <laughs> Debts will be paid. All right, so now the fight boy always pays his debts. The fight boy always pays his dues. All right, so Blake, uh, we don't have the D with us this week, but the train still got to keep rolling. It's time for Dust Watch 2018. Ding, ding. So, uh, hey Chuck, how come you're not in the new Street Fighter? What's up with that? <laughs> Sexy Chuck E.T., how come you ain't in the new Street Fighter? (laughs) Now we're just taunting him. We're trying to get him to follow us. 
No, no, just say, serious question, you deserve it. How come you ain't in the new Street Fighter? You deserve it. Motherfucker. You, you deserve it, motherfucker. Oh. Just gets awkwardly obscene. This one's sweet and simple and to the point. I really enjoy it. Just, you deserve it, motherfucker. Uh, maybe we can help. Just give us a follow, and we'll see if we can, <laughs> if we can use our connection. Our connections to the Game Boys podcast. I also, I don't know why, but I really want to get Simon Gotch on this show one day, and I don't know why. Like, he seems like a dude with a temper, but he also seems kind of cool, so I kind of wanted to start Gotch Watch. Where where we're just asking Simon Gotch to be on our podcast incessantly. But yeah. that of course that ain't gonna happen until uh until we get the boy. Until we get the Chuck follow. But did you see the interview with Gotch where he's talking about Enzo? Yes. The one where he's like, Oh yeah, Enzo tried to teach Finn Balor how to pick up chicks. Dude, I love Simon Gotch just for his hatred of Enzo. It's so good. Uh, hold on, let's see. Uh, when Finn Balor got there, Enzo was immediately dick riding him to high heaven right away. Oh, bro, you want to get chicks? You know what you got to do? You got to get an apartment downtown, bro, because then you can walk to all the bars and walk right home. That feels more problematic, given that recent events have happened involving yep. Enzo. I feel like I'm surprised that the person that got got in a fight with wasn't Enzo. Yeah. Um, I just, my favorite is the fact that apparently Balor hung out because he thought it was funny at first, but he lost his patience eventually. I want that footage. I want the footage of Balor just being like, can you calm down for one bloody fucking second? I mean, I'll do whatever it fucking takes. <laughs> I, I just want you to leave me alone. Please. Well, actually, that's the moment where Balor flashed his abs at Enzo, and it melted his face, Ark of the Covenant style. No, no, no. I like the idea that Enzo was just like, you got all this, and you ain't using it in the ring. You gotta use it. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Here. And then the next entrance is when he finally started doing that big dick out to the camera pose when he gets it on the ring rope. Oh, when he just, like, whips it out and slaps the camera with it? (laughs) Yes, obviously. No, you know what the fuck I mean. When he gets on that top rope and then the legs just bend and he's like, Hello, ladies. And then Would he just whips like- out and slaps them with it. Would you like some dick today? <laughs> if, you're, if you're in the front row, they call that the splash zone during the battle entrance. I hope everybody brought their plastic sheets. Oh, man. Watch uh, out. <laughs> No, I oh, think it's I, gone no, too I far. can't make the joke I was going to make. Oh, man. <laughs> and then everything we're saying apparently was restated by Gotch because he just goes, yeah, Ballard didn't need Enzo's help. He has 9 million abs, was an Armani model, and could get any girl he wanted. Oh, so, yeah, he did He did do modeling in Japan, didn't he? Yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, shit. The boy ain't wrong. The boy is right, actually. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we gotta talk about it. We we gotta talk about it. 
Oh no, this is I don't want to segue we into it. We gotta talk about my fucking least favorite thing to ever. Someone tweeted out on Twitter. They were just like, you know, for a long time, I thought Macho Man Randy Savage was a better wrestler than Enzo More, but Enzo was probably a better rapper. And today I can tell you affirmatively that Macho Man Randy Savage is a better rapper than Enzo Amore. Look, Macho did a thing, and they call it rap. Yeah. And Enzo did a thing. They call it rape. They call it... Oh, I just, no. dude, do you know the balls you gotta have to release a diss track on your rape accuser? Right. Like, I'm like, dude, could you not? I just love, like, I, we've talked about it before because I love how bad it is, but it just sounds like Enzo has lost all oxygen throughout the whole dude. song. That's <laughs> because he lost oxygen in his brain. Okay, can we just get to the hook of the song, my favorite thing? Still I rise from the ashes like a phoenix, middle finger to the sky, gripping my consensual penis. Rappers who use the word penis in their songs immediately make me giggle. Because I'm like, you know there's like cool words for it, right? There's a thousand other things you can say besides penis. Which is actually the name of my first single, which is just me listing off all the different words. We did that on a load of BS once, didn't we? Oh shit, we did! What up, bitches? Let me tell you about genitalia coming in. And... Okay, I'm sorry, I can't. So wait, okay, I I'm, thought I misheard it, but yeah, he actually calls people marks in the fucking rap. Fuck you, Marks that hated. This for all my fans that waited. Entertainment's hottest free agent. Bitch, I'm reincarnated. Oh, that's bad optics, Enzo. When the only people that know you are Oh, that's bad optics. Okay, I'm just gonna go through and see some of my favorite lines from this terrible, terrible song. Uh, Sky's the limit. Sorry, officer. Gotta admit it. I'm over the limit. Left court now with a one-way ticket. Rolled up with it. Sparked that bitch. Hut 99 to let my lift. Piss excellence, bitch. I just shit it. What? No. I don't piss excellence. It's bad. That's a really bad thing to say. Why are you? It's not as bad as. Get out. Bad things. It's not as bad as middle finger to the sky gripping my consensual penis. No, it's just guilty oh. until you're proven innocent. Ass backwards bullshit is this. Look, man, don't, don't. Here we go. Now here's no. where he. There is where he finally went in. Only thing I put in that pudding was proof. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding, bitch. Pudding ain't got no roofing. No, I ain't Bill Cosby, bitch. I ain't Bill Cosby, bitch. Proof was the only ingredient I used to make this shit. What proof? God, make it stop. There's no proof. I... I... 
six good. years as a role model. Time to sign that remodel. Going full throttle. Ain't thinking about tomorrow. Six years as a role model? No. Do you no. remember when in, it was fun to see Enzo? I do. You remember when it was a good time when oh, Enzo and Cass were on stage? I just realized I'm on Rap Genius. That means we can figure out what he's saying. As an NXT WWE superstar, Enzo Amore was often looked up to. Like, no shit! Oh, God. Um, I got a buck to borrow, lined up, and wipe me down, see ya at the tri- civil trial. It's so that wouldn't have bad. been a civil trial. That would have been criminal charges, my dude. <laughs> it would have been. Rockstyle lifestyle might not make it. Fame be forsaken. Tweeting allegation, falsifying statement. Oh wow, oh wow. This one got into this. This rap genius got intense. Rockstar lifestyle might not make it. This is the explanation. With the sort of life that Eric Arndt lives, he fears he might not get to see tomorrow. For all of the fans who supported him, there's always a few who will step out of line. Like Philomena. Don't even! Rap genius! It's still a woman who's having a problem in her life! Stop! This is... Regardless of, like, what happened... This is just a really weird way to respond. Oh no, this one's kind of rough. TMZ owes me some restitution in the midst of disillusion. Choosing public prosecution over constitution ain't the right solution. Gender persecution hurts the Me Too movement. And And our women's revolution. Fuck you doing? Oh no. Ooh, ooh, bad touch. Bad touch. Bad touch, Enzo. Oh no. I wanna I wanna sing this. I wanna do this song, but as Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> but I also don't wanna make these words come out of Lynn Manuel Miranda's mouth. Lynn Manuel Miranda doesn't want you to do this, so it's okay. No, it's fine. I'm just gonna do the lyrics from nope. this man, uh-uh. Enzo Stop. Amore. Stop. It's I'm fine. Good, sir. Sir, <laughs> sir, sir, if you could get away from the stage, please, sir. I'm gonna, please, I'm gonna ask you to deflate that beach ball. Oh, <laughs> I still love the concept that this is still coming from Morrow and he's talking to the crowd as he's doing commentary. Okay. My auntie mama's still fucking proud of me. Okay. There's more. Yeah, no, dude, hold on. This is not a joke. There are eight verses. All of you that's ever been abused, you scream me too. I stand by you before the wrongfully accused. Justice long overdue, so here's a big fuck you. Yeah, from me to you and to anyone that's doubted me. My auntie and mama's still fucking proud of me. No, there's gotta be something oh, else. Something no. else has happened in the wrestling no. world. There's more after that. Something has had to have happened (laughs) in wrestling that is more important than this. You got your 15 minutes, girl. I ain't mad at you. Nothing but love for you. I'm gonna call bullshit on that. 
I'm gonna call bullshit on I ain't mad at you, cause Enzo, you just wrote a giant ass diss track towards her. Consensual <laughs> penis. I'm sorry, every time I remember that line exists, it just makes me lo lose it. Man, he's not good. Like, you'd think... You'd think he'd have something. You'd think That's really the crux of the matter. Like, none of the... Like, it's not even clever or witty. Like, at least the greatest hit of all time, Soft is a Sin. He had some good lines during that one. Actually, that's probably because CFO wrote it and he didn't. Yep. Oh. Okay, here is something better. Rusev's middle pants finger made... to the sky, grabbing mine. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nope. I'm sorry. Talk about Rusev. Rusev's parents named their dog Seamus because Seamus is Rusev's best friend in the WWE. Fuck. Fuck. That's good. Okay, let's end it on that. Let's <laughs> let's just cut onto that one. The show's over. No more fight, boys. We're gonna end it on the fact that. Rusev's parents have a dog named Seamus. I like that. Is it a ginger dog? Yeah. Aww, I love that. Dude, I really... I don't know if you remember this, but during the New Day... When the New Day first turned babyface against League of Nations, those skits were the fucking best. They were really fun, which is good because... The League of Nations up until that point was utterly useless. Well... What's worse is the fact that that sentence is correct, and they had a WWE champion in their group. They had Sheamus in their yep. group, and uh -huh. yet they still were worthless. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay, cool. How do you feel about this, then? Roman Reigns tweeted out earlier this week, first of all, it was a grown man that approached me while I was feeding my son's breakfast and dogging my daughter. Before I could finish saying I'm sorry, but I don't get much time with my family, he stormed off calling me a sellout. That's the truth. Get your gossip right. This is apparently in response to somebody like tweeting that Roman was bad to a fan. Here's the thing. I think a lot of people, like, it depends on how big your story blows up before you tweet about it. Oh, yeah. Like, the page leaks, those were blown up big. And so, therefore, yeah, she needed to tweet about it. I think it was Charlotte or Alexa. One of them had an alleged leak, but it wasn't a big news because it also wasn't a real leak. Quit going to Google. Quit. <laughs> bad boy. Bad boy. What? I don't know what you're talking. I'm, I'm just looking. I'm actually looking for the Roman. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're just like incognito leaks. mode. Um, but yes, yeah, they tweeted about it, and that was the first I'd heard of it. It didn't go on any news, and I'm like, if you don't bring it up, it ain't gonna be that big of a problem, my boy slash girl. So, it was Alexa Bliss. <laughs> and it was, and it was, uh, it's a pretty decent Photoshop, but it is, there is a lot of Photoshop going on. Yeah. And we've lost Blake for the rest of the episode. As okay. you and then you cut to the Lana video again. You're like, okay, now I've got this. Oh, uh, you have a, not... a wall of screens in front of you. 
Let me get my 12 monitors going, yes. <laughs> yes, excellent. One yeah. of them is actually just dedicated to playing that Instagram of Lana climbing the haystacks over and over again, and that's the only reason it exists. As it has for the last six months. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I th And I do think, like, this was just a kind of quick drama thing that happened, because... Once he tweeted about it, everyone was like, yeah, leave the dude alone. He's talking to his kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, there are some situations where people can argue it. This one, you really can't. Because, like, no. Roman ain't a bad guy. No. He's not a good he's guy. A guy. <laughs> he's the guy. He's the dad. He's the dad. Uh, oh, no, it was Titus. Okay, I was trying to remember if it was Roman or Titus that New Day brought out the Kofi is the world's <laughs> best dad sign. <laughs> But yeah, but, like, oh, let me tell you, every Father's Day, damn if I don't see that Roman Reigns singing I'm a Little Teapot with his daughter a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, Roman's a good dude, so like, you won't be like, oh, Roman's lying, Roman's an asshole. I'm like, no, I think Roman's a cool dude, because he's got that John Cena work hard attitude. Uh-huh. Just because I don't like his character don't mean like, and I'm actually starting to come around on his character a little bit. Not all the way. I'm getting to the point where I'm actually just please just beat Brock. Like, well, not it's, only, it's, not just only that. win the title, and I'm I'll I can deal with that. Well, I like I really like funny goofy Roman. He's got the uh, and as long as he's doing it organically and not that dumb jack and the beanstalk style promos they were writing for him yeah yeah i mean like his natural stuff like he did with dean <laughs> i really like that and i want them to go back to it or i also really like super angry boy roman who's just like i'm gonna kill everybody and like that's that's pretty good because that then he's funny on accident and that works just yeah. as well for me like that's the, fine like the scene where he spears gender through a fucking wall i was like this is the best episode of raw that's ever existed i do like when people punish gender <laughs> oh man but you know what i like blake um i like that this segment's over i do it was it was not a big wrestling week my boy <laughs> um for a moment i was like could we just do a long dramatic reading of enzo's rap could that possibly fill the segment and i was like no i would actually physically die yep but blake you speaking of death you know mm -hmm. what i you know what i die for money <laughs> damn no, I just die for all of the lovely designs of shirts we got over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We got stuff for all the different podcasts. Fun Fiction finally got a shirt. Uh, Opposite Attractions has merch. BS has merch. And then, of course, we have merch for the Fight Boys. We got merch letting people know if you're a fight boy or a fight girl for life. And, of course, we got merch for all your favorite JWF superstars. Stuff for Blake Tanner, the Hammer Man, the Rat Sension, unfortunately. All of your favorite superstars, well, you can get their merch over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, which means, Blake, it's now time. It's now time for everybody's favorite, fantastic, the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. It's time to go to the JWF, which means we got to turn it over to Captain Tibbs. And Silver Spoon. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF 
Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the baddest man on the Alabama coast. It is Captain Tibbs. Hey, buddy, how's it going? It's doing absolutely fantastic, Tibbs. And of course, as you know, we are firmly on the way to the next great JWF pay-per-view cash in the bag, where, of course, we are going to have an absolutely fantastic JWF title match as Scotty Moore takes on Blake Tanner. But seems like you've actually added another another stipulation to the match. Could you tell us about it? Uh, yeah. So, since... Rybaby's here. I thought, hey, it'd be fun if they had a false count anywhere match. That's right. I mean, of course, as we saw last week, Blake Tanner getting abused in the back, destroyed at the hands of Ryback. Now this battle, this battle can take place anywhere. It could go all the way out to the damn, uh, the, the lake. It could go out into the parking lot. Anywhere this fight could possibly end. And of course, I sat down with the JWF champion himself, Blake Tanner. Earlier today on the Rusty Spoon, and Blake Tanner had some interesting thoughts. Let's have a listen. All right, so uh, Blake, uh, th- thanks for joining me today. Firstly, glad to be here, Silves. Thank you. Uh, well, unfortunately, after that brutal attack by Ryback last week, you're unfortunately not medically cleared to compete tonight. But as far as the doctors are concerned, they're saying you should be cleared for the cash in the bag pay per view. But but I want to know. Do you think you'll be able to come back from this injury, I mean, mentally, before the show? Physically, you'll be fine, but do you think you'll mentally be there? Well, so I'm not really sure what you mean by that question. I've never felt better mentally. Now, my body has some aches. I've got a few bruises in places that I shouldn't have bruises, or no man should ever have bruises, but I've always been 100% up here in my headspace. Long story short, Sills. Nothing is going to stop me from making it to cash in the bag. You can put that in the book. You can write that down in the memoirs of Blake Tan. You can break my bones. You can snap my tendons. You could rip my biceps in half. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be defending my title. And I'm going to show Scotty Moore the dozens of ways that he wasted his hard-earned money by hiring Ryback. Scotty thinks that Ryback is going to be what saves him. And what eventually wins him the championship. Ryback is Scotty's ace in the hole, for lack of a better term. But in reality, Ryback is nothing. Ryback barely understands where he is half the time. He just lumbers around doing whatever other people tell him every single day. When it comes down to it, Ryback is just like one of these barricades at ringside. Another obstacle to break through for me. Maybe after I beat Scotty, Scotty will just see how useless Ryback is. Well, I mean, that, that's strong words coming for me, but I mean, I don't know if you've heard this, but earlier today, Captain Tibbs actually announced that your match at Cash in the Bag is going to be Falls Count Anywhere. And of course, after Ryback showing how brutal the backstage area can be on a human, I mean, do you think this match type is going to be working to your disadvantage? I mean, it could be two-on-one. I think it's actually going to work uh, quite the opposite, Sills. Um, I do agree with you that being outside the ring is extremely dangerous. Once you start spilling outside the ring into the crowd or backstage, your chances of injury go way up. 
And when you add Ryback to the mix, those odds increase drastically. Uh, look, there's things like concrete, there's ladders, tons of places where someone could get injured. I could get thrown off the top of some kind of large scaffold or something. But my goal for this match is to make sure that all of those things happen to Scotty more and not to me. It's not going to be easy. Scotty has taken me to my limit. He's a cold, calculating, sadistic bastard, and I'm pretty sure he wrestles with steel-toed boots. But he doesn't know what's going on inside the head of Blake Tanner. And I'm more than willing to show him all of the plans that I've laid out at Cash in the Bag. All right, well, I'll take... Oh, wait. Well, I'm actually getting word right now from him, Blake, that... Apparently, Captain Tibbs has decided to put you in a match next week with very big cash-in-the-bag implications. It looks like you're going to have a match next week against the big guy, Ryback. And apparently, I'm being told if you win that match, Ryback will actually be barred from ringside at cash-in-the-bag. How do you react to this news? Huh. You know, I don't care if Ryback's at ringside. I don't care if he's in the damn ring with us. I'll fight him and Scotty at the same time in a legal match. But something I do care about with this new Sills is now I'm going to get a chance to shove my boot into Ryback's head. So listen here. Next week, that match is not going to be an obstacle for me to cash in the bag. Matter of fact, I think that this is Captain Tibbs giving me an opportunity to get revenge on Ryback for the months of abuse, anguish, and every time I've had to smell his roadkill breath. I'm going to take all that pain and I'm going to stomp it into the big guy's neck next week. You know, it would be nice not to have Ryback at ringside, so that's why next week, I'm going to make sure that Ryback won't even be able to make it ringside. I'm going to put him down into the trash like the garbage he is. And then I'm going to go on to cash in the bag, and I'm going to retain my JWF World Heavyweight title. Thank you, Sills. All right, well, strong words from Blake Tanner. Uh, Tibbs, I mean, like Blake Tanner said, did you give him this match just to get revenge on Ryback? Or why, why did you start this? Yeah, I don't like the guy. I wanted to see him get kicked in the face and hurt. All right. Well, looks like next week we're gonna have that match. We're gonna have. We're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see Ryback take on Blake Tanner. And of course, if Blake Tanner manages to make it out alive and win that match, we are gonna have a purely one-on-one -on -one match at Cash in the Bag. But Tibbs, I want to turn on to another man. A, a man known as the Lumberjack. Now, of course, a couple of weeks ago, we saw the Lumberjack in a qualifying match for the Cash in the Bag ladder match. And, of course, we saw a man you're all too familiar with, Canada Charlie, interfere in that match and cause the Lumberjack, uh, a, a DQ, cause the Lumberjack to lose that match. And, of course, a few weeks later, the Lumberjack, uh, getting an eye for an eye, as it seemed, actually distracted Canada Charlie, getting Charlie out of the Cash in the Bag match as well. I mean... Do you know what's going on between these two? I, I wish I knew Sills. I feel like I don't even know my boy anymore. 
That's right. I, I mean, I never knew him in the first place until very recently, but... Uh, I'm a horrible father. Well, Tibbs, I mean, no one's arguing that. But uh, we do have one of our interviewers, top interviewers, Don McDonald, backstage with the Lumberjack right now. So let's hear what the, uh, what the tree, the man amongst trees has to say. Hello, everybody. Don the Don McDonald here with the Lumberjack. Now, Lumberjack, do you mind if I call you Jack? A few weeks ago, you interfered in Canada Charlie's match, costing him the opportunity to enter the JWF Cash in the Bag map. Now, we all know turnabout is fair play. There are no rules in love and war, as they say. But tell me, it seems you've gotten an eye for an eye here. After months of turmoil between you two, I mean, are things finally settled between Canada Charlie and the Lumberjack? Yeah, uh, no. Because, uh, I don't think that I've gotten that eye for an eye you're talking about, boy. And don't call me Jack, by the way, I don't like that. Now listen here, when it comes to Canada Charlie, I want to rip that beauty squirt's entire face off. This ain't about eyes anymore. It's an eye for a beating. It's an eye for an arm. It's an eye for all of his limbs at the hands of the lumberjack. We will forget about the months of torment that I took at the hands of that little idiot. But I'm gonna make sure that he remembers. I'm gonna make sure he remembers every single insult that he threw my way. You know what, Canada Charlie, revenge? That ain't the only thing I want from you anymore, Charlie, no. You got something else that the Lumberjack wants. And that's the JWF captain's title. That's why I'm coming for you and cursing the bag. Now I know your dear old daddy made that captain's title. And you treasure that belt more than anything. But after catching the bag, I'm the one you're gonna be calling Daddy. And everyone else, where well, they're just gonna be calling me the new JWF Captain's Champion. Well, Tibbs, uh, it looks like you, I mean, you know, you're kind of worried about Canada Charlie early. I'd be really worried right now because it sounds like the Lumberjack is coming after him at Cash in the Bag, and he is coming for the JWF captain's title. How do you react to this? He's going to kill my boy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I've seen the Lumberjack. He is a massive, terrifying figure, and there's a very good chance that he may put down Canada Charlie and become the new captain's champion at cash in the bag but speaking of cash in the bag i mean how could we go through a whole episode of jwf monday night war without talking about the cash in the bag match i mean of course tibbs as we know this entire pay-per-view is built around one match a devastating match where six men six men enter that ring and they attempt to climb a ladder to grab the cash in the bag lunchbox which of course gives them the opportunity to cash in a match at any time on the JWF champion, possibly, I mean, possibly getting away with a theft of the championship, Tibbs. I mean, what do you think about it? I think it's a great original idea that I had. That's right. I mean, I've never heard anything like this before. And, of course, 
We've got some qualifying matches tonight as well as you made last night. The Dylan. I mean, well, a former champion in his own right. One of the most uh, decorated stars in JWF ch ch or history going against Honeypot. Uh, a man who, of course, you've got history tibs with. I mean, could you, could you even begin to describe Honeypot to the audience? Oh, he's more than a man. He's a demon from the pits of the netherware that has come only to wreak torment and havoc on our good earth. And for some reason, he decided to start within wrestling. That's right, and it looks like uh, that means I think Dylan he's made a man that He's a demon that, that I had to seal away way back in the day. He is nothing but evil and horror incarnate. He is the most terrifying being you could ever step in the ring with. And it would take a god's strength to put him back. Well, I mean, Dylan did beat him at the last pay-per-view. Dylan, I mean, as we saw before, Dylan has faced him before. Dylan knows how to take him down. He yep. has beat him, but he has not sealed him. That is the important part. That's right, but it looks like Dylan actually starting this match arrogant with that I guess the ego of having beat Honeypot in the past. He's actually taunting Honeypot. Oh, and the demon rushes him into the corner, but Dylan dodges, rolling to the outside. It looks like Dylan just trying to take his time biting Honeypot. I mean, do you think this is a good strategy, trying to wear down the big man? Well, Sills, I don't know if there's such a thing as wearing Honeypot down, but maybe if you're able to catch him unawares, that could, mm -hmm. that could be a good tactic. Oh, wait, and ooh! Honeypot rolling out of the ring, but Dylan jumping back into the ring, and I think that might cause that very confusion as Honeypot tries to ch chase Dylan into the ring, but ooh, Dylan with a swift kick to Honeypot's jaw, leveling the beast. And it looks like Dylan climbing to the top rope. Not often we see that big six-foot, seven-foot frame of the Dylan on the top rope, but ooh, he uses it to land a beautiful moonsault on Honeypot, but wait a minute. Honeypot actually rolling through, using Dylan's momentum against him, standing to his feet. I mean, Tibbs, it looks like he's holding Dylan, this massive man, like a baby. Oh, no. Uh-huh, and it looks like he's swinging around, looking for that choke slam. But, ooh, Dylan reverses into a DDT, goes for a pin. One, two, ooh, and a kick out from Honeypot. I guess that means Dylan is not done here, but it looks like he is calling for that move to end it. That vicious move that... Let, I thought this was a banned move. Yeah, well, you know, I won't let it slide. That's right. It looks like he's grabbing Honeypot, tossing him into the turnbuckle, setting up for it. He's pulling the, the leg on each side, going for the sick dick. Oh, my God. Honeypot actually grabbing Dylan by the leg, stopping him from landing that sick dick kick. And I can... Oh my god, I can actually hear the crushing of bone as Honeypot's hand digs into the leg of the Dylan. Oh no, he's using his full power. That's right. Oh, now grabbing Dylan by the throat, picking him up nearly seven, eight foot into the air, slamming him down with authority, that devastating choke slam. And now Honeypot just pinning Dylan down by the throat. Our loyal referee Shabata going for the count to fall. One, two... Three? Okay, uh, Tibbs, I mean, it looks like I know how much you wanted Dylan to win this match. I know you wanted Honeypot to be sealed away, but it looks like Honeypot is going on to cash in the bag, which means he may soon enough become the new JWF champion. How do you react to this? 
Oh damn, we we gotta get security out here right now. We've gotta we gotta hold him down before he goes crazy again. Oh, I don't know, Honeypot actually. I don't think we security's gonna get there in time. Security actually running out and Honeypot tossing the security guards over the rope. Ooh, and a double choke slam on the security guard sent him rolling out of the ring. And now it looks like he's just got Dylan by the scruff of the neck, tossing him out of the ring and mounting him and raining fists down onto the face of the former champion. Oh my, Tibbs, this is, someone's got to do something about this. I mean, this is horrifying. Oh right, my, don't worry, I've got this. Wait, uh, Tibbs, Tibbs, what are you doing? Tibbs! All right, all right, big guy. Look, moon's getting real high. All right, well, Tibbs, I don't know, Tibbs has got something in his hand and it... Looks like it's distracting Honeypot. The entire being of the demon just focused on this this thing in Tibbs' hand. And oh my god, he's actually let go of Dylan. Our medical staff coming to attend to the Dylan is Tibbs trying to lead Honeypot out of the arena. This is, I guess it's just going to be me to end the show. This is one of the strangest things I've ever seen in a JWF ring, ladies and gentlemen. But it looks like Tibbs has found, found something to tamed the beast I, I don't know what it could possibly be but i guess if you want to find out you'll have to tune in next time to jwf <coughs> monday night war all right so blakey tan the the blakey man it's been an episode what did you learn i learned that um i need to uh take Rusev's uh, red-headed dog out for a walk, and we can just watch Lana dance. Boy, that one, that took you a bit, didn't it? You were just that like, I'm just gonna... Uh, I'm just say things that happened in the episode. Yeah, and I learned that if anyone ever says anything bad about me, if anybody ever tries to mess with me, anybody ever tries to step to Scotty more, I just put a middle finger to the sky and grab my consensual penis. Oh, I also learned... Hey, Dustin, why are you not in that Street Fighter? Why are you not in Street Fighter, Dustin? Alright, so, Blakey, Blakey Tan, where can they find you? On the me? internet. At the internet. On all of it. Just, oh wait! Everywhere the you whole have internet. You've ascended. Those are all my faces. You can also find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Um, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube and Twitch. That's Darkroom V I D Y A for video games. And you can also find him in the comment section of the Lana Naomi dance off video. All just saying, <laughs> Lana is the best. Lana number one. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S E O T T Y E M O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon, the Queasel Corp trilogy. It's spelled Q U E Z A L C O R P. And of course, BS versus the gods, which I, I finally got Blake a copy of that finally. And I, I do have it. It's over on my, um, my TV stand. Yeah. The book where me and Blake fight off against Grecian gods and have epic battles and fuck it we actually just drink a lot of whiskey but it's an absolutely amazing book it's one of my favorites that I've ever written so make sure to pick all that up over on Amazon Kindle I'm gonna have an audiobook version of BS versus the gods out soon hopefully so make sure to check that out ladies and gentlemen make sure to check out all the other BS network programs at a load of pure BS.com I just renovated the website it looks amazing and you can check out the shows like a load of BS where me and Blake are Kind of just doing what we did this time, but with a little bit less wrestling. And then, of course, Opposite Attractions, our theme park podcast. Fun Fiction, the brand new show where we 
talk about fan fiction, all the programs that inspire fan fiction and stuff like that. So make sure to check all that out at a load of pure BS.com. And as always, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!